Welcome. You are listening to the Bowman Wealth Group's Financial Compass Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you successfully navigate to and through your retirement. Our financial compass process goes beyond traditional holistic financial planning. We care as much about you and your lifestyle as we do about your plan. Your hosts are Bowman Wealth Group financial advisors who, for more than two decades, have provided financial leadership for those they serve. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Marco Slimas. I'm a financial advisor at Bowman Wealth Group in Roseville, California, and you are listening to Your Financial Compass. Thank you guys for listening. If this is your first time, thanks for tuning in. If you've listened to our podcast before, welcome back. Uh, We do appreciate all the support. So if anything sticks out or resonates with you today, whether you've got comments, questions, or feedback, uh, please reach out to us at our email address. The best way to reach us is ask at bullmanwealth.com. That's A-S-K at B-U-L-M-A-N wealth.com. So every episode, we focus on specific topics or specific questions in the financial realm that many people often share. And today's episode is about the important age milestones of your retirement timeline uh, that each of us will eventually hit at some point in our lives. And it's important to be aware of these, especially the ones that may fall under the radar or are less talked about. So let's get right into it. Uh, what are these financial milestone ages in retirement? Uh, there are a handful of key birthdays that you should be aware of um, and know when it comes to your retirement timeline. Certain birthdays hold significance in your retirement options. So whether it's got to do with your Social Security benefit amount, how much you'll receive, the time you can start to withdraw uh, free of penalty from any IRAs or qualified accounts, and the time that you must, that you have to take from those qualified accounts in the way of RMDs or required minimum distributions and some more. So we'll get into these right now. Not that you need to plan a special birthday party or anything to commemorate these dates, but you certainly can if you'd like to. Um, but we'll, we'll start off with age 50. So at age 50, certain retirement plans like IRAs allow you to make catch-up contributions. Okay, this is, this is true for IRAs and Roth IRAs, but it's also true for employer-sponsored accounts as well. So that's 401ks, 403b, 457 even thrift savings plans, TSPs. So at age 50, they allow additional contributions that would normally uh, go over or exceed that contribution limit that we're used to. So in 2024, these amounts go up and increase over time. But in 2024, for 401ks, 403bs, 457s, and TSPs, the new maximum for anybody 50 or older is $30,500. Okay, quite a big difference uh, if you're younger than 50. So once you hit that milestone of 50, it can be powerful to increase your contribution and make sure you're maximizing, especially if you feel like you've fallen behind or haven't been able to contribute as much in years prior. So on the flip side, on the, we'll call it the, the private side or the individual retirement account, right? Not tied to an employer. So this is an IRA or a Roth IRA. Uh, The limit also increases by about $1,000. So it it just jumped up again to now $8,000 if you're older than 50. So 50 or older, you can contribute each year annually $8,000. That just changed in 2024, which again, 
same thing can be powerful when you're increasing your contributions each year um, in the way of a catch-up. So moving on to age 55. Okay, at age 55, it's kind of a unique one, but in some cases, you're not quite at that age that you can pull from your retirement accounts free of penalty, but there's something called a rule of 55. So you might be able to pull without a penalty from a 401k if you leave your employer. So let's say you you leave an employer, you have an old 401k, moving to maybe another employer or, or just not working at that time, you can pull free of penalty from the employer that you just left. Other older 401ks that you have don't apply. So it's, it's the employer that you just left if you are over 55, but younger than 59 and a half. So that leads us to our, our next uh, age here. 59 and a half is kind of that, that threshold that we're all waiting for in order to pull from some of these qualified retirement accounts or, you know, whether it's employer sponsored or IRA, if we pull early from these, let's say you're 40 years old, 45 years old, and you need some funds, you know, you've got some in this old 401 or an IRA. If you pulled prior to 59 and a half, not only are there taxes that we always have to pay, we can't get away from that, but there's an additional 10% penalty assessed. So ideally you want to avoid that, you know, at all costs, but at 59 and a half, this is an age where that penalty goes away. So all we have to worry about at this point is just taxes if we needed to withdraw some of those funds from these accounts. So also at age 59 and a half, you know, you're close enough to the social security eligibility age. Um, so you should start strategizing for that if you haven't already, or at least have it on your radar. So moving on to age 62. Okay. At this age, speaking of social security, we're officially eligible at age 62 uh, for our benefits. So you can apply for social security usually as early as about four months before you want to begin. So you can kind of get a head start on this to prepare and your social security income. If you waited, obviously does grow uh, each year and really each month that you defer that paycheck. But if you needed to 62 is the earliest. Okay. It's going to be a lesser amount than your what's called FRA or full retirement age amount. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. So age 65, okay, at age 65, you are eligible for Medicare coverage. You want to make sure that you understand Medicare and its different parts uh, before you sign up and start receiving uh, that Medicare care, but do so before you turn 65. Okay, 66 and 67. I'm, I'm going to kind of use the age 67 just to kind of make it easy here, but depending on when you were born, what year you were born, could be 66 in some months or, or 67. We'll use that for this example. This is seen as your full retirement age. So this is the amount of income you can expect as, as kind of a, a baseline or maximum. So 62, it's going to be much less than this amount if you elected early, if you elected as soon as they offered it. Um, but if you waited to age 67, you're going to get what's called your full PIA or primary insurance amount. Okay. And that's just a fancy acronym and, and fancy words for uh, your full retirement paycheck if you waited to this age. So when it comes to retirement, it's really all about the long game. So it's not just about what you do this year. It's about the whole timeline, right? Uh, when are you going to stop working? When are you going to claim social security? I know we're talking about that a lot right now. 
Uh, when are you going to start withdrawing from your retirement accounts? All these questions are important uh, to consider when you're constructing the optimal plan, right? An optimal income plan. Uh, and these ages are just as important as the actual retirement accounts themselves. So uh, it's important to be aware of, of each and every single one of these. So jump into age 70. If you wait until age 70 to claim your benefits, you could be eligible for up to 124% of that determined PIA. So that PIA, again, is the primary insurance amount. That's your, you know, your full retirement age amount at 67. But each year you wait, it grows another you know, 8% each year. And you don't have to wait each year on the year. right? Every month that you wait, it gets a little bit more. So age 70 you can get up to 124% of that full retirement amount. Very few people wait until age 70, but it depends on everybody's specific situation, right? Everyone's scenario is a little bit different. So moving on to age 73, with the recent passage of the new Secure Act 2.0, the age that you have to take RMDs, or required minimum distributions, from traditional IRAs, 401ks, 457s, other qualified accounts, it moved up. It used to be 72. It's now age 73. So the year in which you turn 73 is when you have to begin taking RMDs. They give a little bit of leeway your first year. The first year you turn 73, calendar year, you have until that following April 1st to take your RMD. But you want to make sure that you take your first RMD and kind of get in the habit every year of, of just knowing that that's got to come out um, it's going to be a different amount every year, but that's something that, you know, a financial professional can help you with, or you can look online and, and seek out some guidance that way as well. So how could someone think about strategizing for all these different timelines and, and these milestone birthdays? You want to take into consideration your lifestyle, right? And some of the expectations of your lifestyle. Do you plan on maintaining your current lifestyle? Maybe just having a little extra income um, and then retiring later, claiming social security at a later time um, might be smart. Maybe you have a spouse who plans to continue working for a while and has income large enough to support the whole household. You know, waiting until your spouse uh, retires to claim your benefits could be the wiser choice in that scenario. If you expect to be in really good health or you're in really good health, you want to continue working for some years or you're just not ready to retire, maybe you enjoy your job, then waiting to claim those benefits, the Social Security benefits, could definitely maximize your payouts, right? We already talked about that. The longer you wait, the more income you're gonna see in the end. So keeping in mind all these factors, um, you know, they're all interconnected and they impact one another. So there's no singular cookie cutter answer. It's gonna tell you when you should figure out when to retire or, you know, that's why it's beneficial to consult a financial professional. So what key birthdays do some retirees forget to plan around? Okay, out of, out of all these milestones, there's a couple. I think some people are aware of RMDs, but that's that's definitely one of them. So that age 73, that moving target that's always changing, that's a big one. It's an important one you don't want to forget. But I think the easiest one to forget is that age 50 milestone. So that first one we talked about, really because it kind of flies under the radar. It's an age where, as we said earlier, you can increase your contributions, You know, especially if you need to play catch up. Maybe you weren't in the place to maximize your contributions in your earlier working years. Once you hit 50, if you've got another 10, 15 years, you can contribute um, and contribute more than you had been. You know, that can be powerful, both on the employer side and 
on the IRA and Roth IRA side. So I, I think that's the easiest one people tend to forget, but can be powerful uh, if we take advantage of that. So here's some common mistakes that people make with these timelines, uh, with your retirement timeline. You know, as an example, maybe claiming Social Security too early or too late, forgetting about lost or, or forgotten uh, 401ks and IRAs from, from past jobs. Maybe you've got some small IRA or a small 401k uh, from an employer you were with for a few years and you know, there's five or $10,000 in there, you know, relatively small, but forgetting to account for that, especially come RMD time, um, you know, such a small little thing, but you hate to be dinged, you know, extra penalties by forgetting to include that in your overall RMD amount. Okay. Maybe not knowing how IRA distributions are taxed uh, and then they can be different or even forgetting that RMDs kick in altogether. So there can be a hefty penalty of failing to take RMDs um, and withdrawing from those qualified accounts, right? With those, those tax advantaged or tax deferred accounts, you know, I always see uncle Sam as kind of a silent partner in those accounts. You know, the money's in there. It looks nice. uh, But when we take it out and take distributions, uncle Sam wants his cut. It's never been taxed before. So there's always that tax that comes along with it. And that's why RMDs are in place to make sure that at a certain point, we're starting to draw on those during your lifetime. Maybe another thing is not realizing that a portion of your social security checks count towards taxable income. A lot of people forget that. Uh, many people pay you know, taxes up to, in a lot of cases, 85% of their social security benefits, and those are taxable. So with all these things in mind, I know it, it seems like a lot, but how can people plan their accumulation phases, their distribution phases, plan the different income streams according to these dates on this retirement timeline. And as I said before, there's no one size fits all answer on on what to do or how to adjust your finances at these ages because everybody's situation is different. But just being aware of and knowing these ages of your retirement timeline can help you prepare and maximize the retirement savings uh, by structuring your portfolio to accommodate these dates and keep these dates in mind. So you may want to claim your social security. You may want to wait to claim social security. You know, if you have other sources of income, uh, you may want to adjust withdrawals around RMD dates just to make sure you're not over withdrawing each year and putting yourself in an even higher tax bracket. You may even want to claim social security early so that you can keep your retirement investments intact uh, after a market downturn in case that is something that occurs. That way, you can benefit from a rebound other than withdrawal on those while your assets are down, while the accounts are down, if the market does have a downturn. So when you know these ages, you know you can plan around these, plan around your current financial situations and goals, and you can live a retirement with fewer surprises and make sure that your savings are being maximized over time. So again, these are only a few big dates that come to mind. If navigating these seem overwhelming, don't worry, you're not alone. Um, And there are people who are willing to help and knowledgeable in these areas. So I hope you're really able to pick up just even a few nuggets of useful information. Uh, If you heard anything today that resonated with you, if you have comments, if you have questions, or you just want to maybe dive deeper into your particular situation, 
please don't hesitate. You can shoot us an email again at ask at bullmanwealth.com. So I want to thank you all again for listening. Whether you're coming from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or a different podcast platform, we do appreciate you taking the time to join us and to listen in. We greatly appreciate your reviews, your feedback, and your time. Join us next time on your financial compass. This has been your host, Marcos Limas, with the Bowman Wealth Group. Take care. The following content is for information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or an indication of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Opinions expressed are solely those of Bowman Wealth Group and our editorial staff. The information contained in this material has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed accuracy and completeness, and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the material discussed. Any statements or opinions expressed should in no way be construed or interpreted as solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of any state other than the states were otherwise legally permitted. Advisory services are offered through Chris Bowman Inc. DBA Bowman Wealth Group. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through Chris Bowman Inc. DBA BWG Insurance Agency.